You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Monday, August 14th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, robo-taxis can offer paid rides in San Francisco around the clock after Alphabet's Waymo and GM's crews got approval from California's Public Utilities Commission. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. California recently cleared all-day paid robo-taxi service in San Francisco with unlimited fleets of self-driving cars. Soon, anyone in the city might be able to hail a driverless car with a few taps of a phone, and San Francisco cab and ride-hail drivers will have new, automated competition. The three-to-one vote by the California Public Utilities Commission came in response to applications from Cruise, backed by General Motors, and Waymo, a subsidiary of Alphabet. It was taken in a packed San Francisco hearing room after a marathon six-hour public comment session over strenuous objections from San Francisco officials and some vocal residents. They urged the CPUC to deny any expansion, saying that even after years of testing on the city's winding, foggy, and sometimes chaotic streets, the vehicles are not ready for prime time. While driverless cars have delighted some early testers in San Francisco and sent tourists scrambling to post photos on social media, they have also frozen in the city's streets and created traffic jams. The robots' occasional struggles to interpret traffic conditions have in some cases delayed first responders, obstructed public transit, and disrupted construction work. Cruz and Waymo have said that these unpredicted stops are infrequent and the safest way to handle edge case or unusual situations. But the city asked the CPUC to slow down the deployment of self-driving cars and to force the companies to hand over the specific data on what the vehicles are doing on the streets. The controversy delayed the vote by two months as commissioners gathered more information from California city officials and the robo-taxi companies themselves. For Cruz and Waymo, the approval was an important step towards turning billions spent chasing a signature dream of the tech industry into a viable business and to delivering returns on external investors that have backed the projects. General Motors reported $1.9 billion in losses on Cruz in 2022, a jump over the $1.2 billion losses the year before, despite expanding its paid-for-rides program. Now, Waymo will be permitted to operate at speeds up to 65 miles per hour in the city. Crews can travel up to 35 miles per hour. 
Before announcing her yes vote, CPUC Commissioner Darcy Hook warned Cruz and Waymo that approval for expansion comes with tremendous responsibility, and they need to live up to this responsibility by putting safety first and foremost. She said that California's Department of Motor Vehicles and the CPUC could retract or change the company's permit requirements, and called for a three-month check-in with the robo-taxi operators, San Francisco officials, and commission staff. Through a quirk of state law, the power to decide the robo-taxi's business fate fell to the state's regulator best known for overseeing more established public services such as power, water, and telecommunications. The CPUC also regulates taxi and ride-hail services, giving it the final say in whether Waymo and Cruise could roll out their business model for self-driving cars full-time. The resolution passed by the commissioners said that the CPUC did not have enough information to conclude that robo-taxis have been operating unsafely in the city. It says the commission will push to update the company's data collection requirements, including those around unplanned stops and interactions with first responders. Cruise and Waymo already operate paid driverless ride-hailing services in Metro Phoenix, Arizona, where state government has mostly opted out of regulating autonomous vehicle technology. But California's reliable weather, populous cities, surplus of tech talent, and first-in-the-nation AV regulations dating back to 2012 make it an attractive challenge for self-driving car developers. In a statement, Cruise Government Affairs Head Prashanti Raman called the CPUC's approval a historic industry milestone, putting Cruise in a position to compete with traditional ride hail. Waymo co-CEO Takedra Mawakana called the approval a vote of confidence and said the new permit marks the true beginning of our commercial operations in San Francisco. The companies say they have plenty of other cities on the horizon. Cruise has said it will bring its self-driving services to Los Angeles, Dallas, Austin, Miami, Atlanta, and Nashville. Waymo said earlier this month that it would expand into Austin in addition to an already planned expansion in L.A. In California, the CPUC vote is unlikely to end city representatives' opposition to the services. The Los Angeles Department of Transportation has also urged the CPUC to deny expansion. And in a fact-checking hearing by the commission early last week, San Francisco Fire Department officials said they had at least 55 negative run-ins with self-driving cars since the beginning of the year, a handful of which delayed first responders during emergencies. The San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency, which oversees transit and street operations in the city, has also been a vocal critic of self-driving cars. AVs are like my 85-year-old grandfather, who was a very, very cautious driver and never ran into anything, but created insane chaos around him because of his erratic driving and the fact that he would just stop whenever he got confused. Jeffrey Tumlin, SFTMA's Director of Transportation, said in an interview last month. Earlier this week, Cruz said its cars have experienced 177 incidents between January and the end of June, in which cars froze and had to be retrieved by staff, and Waymo said its own vehicles had experienced 58 unexpected stops with passengers on board during the same period, a total of 235 robotic traffic incidents in six months. But the companies defined these freezing incidents differently, and robo-taxi critics say they aren't transparent about where and when their vehicles get stuck. In public comments at the hearing, and in others submitted in writing ahead of the vote, a number of residents and state and local groups said they believe the robo-taxis held great promise for their communities. 
Some speakers said they believed autonomous vehicle technology would make streets safer, pointing out that robots never get drunk, tired, or distracted. 39 people died on San Francisco roads last year, the most since 2007. Other commenters said the new technology would give people with disabilities greater independence in a city where transit and even ride-hailing can be unreliable, discriminatory, and expensive. Buses tend to be more difficult for our seniors, says Nestor Fernandez II, the CEO and executive director of local neighborhood nonprofit Telegraph Hill Neighborhood Center, citing mobility issues but also anti-Asian violence in the Bay Area. Our hope is that self-driving cars would be another option for our seniors to get around. Under previous permits, Cruz and Waymo operated some 550 driverless cars in San Francisco, though figures from the companies indicated they would collectively only have about 400 on the road at any given time. Not all carried passengers. California regulators' decision means the companies will be able to operate an unlimited number of robot cars that charge for rides on San Francisco's streets. But the companies say their transition to a full-blown Uber-like taxi service will take time. Still, in a recent New York Times interview, Cruise CEO Kyle Vogt said it wasn't too soon to think about what might happen to the jobs of today's professional drivers, some of whom asked the CPUC to block robotaxi expansion during comments before the vote. Vogt said Cruise has a responsibility to warn government and regulators that its technology is set to disrupt the lives of people who make a living behind the wheel. But he said Cruise wasn't the only one. Some of that's beyond the reach of any one individual company, he said. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today, in Wired Science, how NASA nearly lost the Voyager 2 spacecraft forever. Checking in on Wired Business, in simulated environments, smell is often the neglected sense. Sentient's wearable device aims to bring a whiff of authenticity to virtual reality. And finally, on Wired Security, in 2008, Boston's Transit Authority sued to stop MIT hackers from presenting at the DEF CON Hacker Conference on how to get free subway rides. Today, four teens picked up where they left off. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.